are many nations around. Good evening, family. How's everybody doing today? 
It's another great day. We got a little bit of rain last night, a whole lot of sunshine today. Absolutely loving this weather. Not many chemtrails. That's always a bonus to every single day. Hope you all had a great day as well. Guys, this is Kilted Christian, episode 543, and it's going to be a great one. I absolutely love the guest tonight, Ron Johnston, from the official Godcast. I didn't have my Echo set up. I was going to have that official Godcast, Godcast, Godcast. But we're going to be um, talking about a little bit of news tonight, and we're going to go over the show that that uh, Mary and him do, which is official Godcast about the testimonies and all the, the variety of testimonies that have come on the show. They pretty much covered everything, and it's a phenomenal thing. I've always said over and over again. One of the greatest weapons that we have personally in our artillery, our own personal testimonies, because these are the things that help people walk on that narrow path that we are and understand that they can get out of any bad habits, sinful life or anything they were involved in. Sometimes it's as easy as just hearing someone's story of how they came out of it. So once again, Kilt the Christian episode 543, guest Ron Johnson tonight from the official Godcast. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. And for those of you that I did not get a chance to say hello to in the opening, God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us. And I have a great guest tonight. Ron Johnston is here. And, uh, I'm a little little nervous, man. This is a world-renowned official Godcast podcaster that we have on tonight. So I'm going to say hello to Ron. Ron, how are you doing, brother? Great to see you. I'm doing great. You're cracking me up already. <laughs> <laughs> it's been one of those days, man. We we need a little laughter every single day. We need day. a laugh today, for we sure. drive ourselves up the wall. See, look at that. Matt and Hev are LOLing. So we're, we're doing good, man. What a great start to the show. <laughs> so how have you been man it's great to see you you're looking great man you're got a great smile on your face and uh 2024 has been a rough year for all of us in almost every single way so just to see a smile on your face is it's a great start to any show yeah well well how can i not smile you know the uh, I, just like we were talking before you know that you can do whatever you want to try and do to break me but i get my strength from god and <laughs> That's what brings a smile to my face. No matter how hard it gets, I just know there's a reason for everything. And I might not know it or see it today, but that day will come while I understand. I've I've run through that probably 50 times since 2024 started where I'm, you know, I had to step back and I'm like, okay, well, God's got a reason for all of this. You know, I mean, it's been a rough one. And we're we're go through our roughness together with all the stuff in the world. We go through our rough stuff individually. Um, but we all have to stay on on track and, and keep on doing what we're doing. And that's the hardest thing, I think, sometimes with the problems that fall on your shoulders is getting back up and continuing what you were doing. Um, and a lot of people don't see how difficult it is behind the scenes, you know, just to kind of suck it up and be like, all right, let's get through this. <laughs> yeah, that's when one of the challenges is to bring a smile every Friday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, I remember when I started this, so. Uh, somebody who was given advice had said, you know, that that's the hardest thing to do is just to be consistent and, um, to always be in a, in a good mood, no matter what challenges are, are thrown at you, Amen. you know, you, you can't let, you can't let it get to you and you just got to keep pushing forward. Amen to that. And, you know, I got to say, before we get, start getting to the news is, um, you and Mary have done a phenomenal job with your show. Um, you guys started it. You've been absolutely consistent with the shows. Um, You've had some phenomenal guests, some amazing testimonies, and and I've said it many times on this show, 
is that what you both are doing is um and important like the service you're doing for god is so huge and you know because a lot of people they spend so much time you know focusing on the scripture and stuff which is very important but sometimes it's important just to hear the stories from the people that are starting to serve God or have, you know, come out of some hard times in their lives and, and ended up in a better place today. And like I said, those stories, you know, the, the Bible, the scripture, the verse are so powerful, but our own testaments and stories are as powerful too, because what we are experiencing, the stories that we tell are very similar to what the disciples, the apostles and everybody went through, which is why those stories ended up in scripture is because of the lessons that we learn, what we go through. And it wasn't just about, you know, God and Jesus, but it was about what the disciples endured individually. And that's what we see. And, you know, and I used to get offended when people would compare, you know, what we're doing today to apostles and disciples. I'm like, no, 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 we'll never be that. But in a way, we're emulating that. You know, we're walking that same path. We're doing exactly what they did, serving Christ, the same master, the same boss. Um, you know, we just are doing it with technology today rather than, you know, going around by foot and so forth. So we still have the same missions that they did, um, you know, just in a different time. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, that's just one of the things that really struck me about this is, you know, it's amazing when you read the Bible. And I, I think I had said this just last week. It's amazing when you read the Bible and you hear all these things that happened all these years ago. And you can pull so many comparisons because it's, it's almost like nothing's changed. I mean, like you said, the yeah. technology's changed, but um, maybe they, you know, with, <laughs> with the testimonies, we all have the same root sins. We're all going through the same things, and um, it really helps to know that other people are going through the same thing that we are. And I, I think I get strength from that, just knowing that you know I'm not the only one suffering with this problem. <laughs> I'm not yeah. the only one suffering with this sin. And uh, we're all together in this. We are, you know, and it's it's great too because you hear the stories and you're like, oh man, I'm not the only one. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'll be completely honest with you. I have been a very, very open book on this show all the way from our very first episode. I have told things in my life that I used to be embarrassed to talk about, but it's the testimony. But one thing that I never talked about, um, and I haven't had this problem in a long time, but it was something that I did, which was um. You know, the lust, the pornography, that kind of thing, you know, that I think every male, some females go through at some point in their life. Um, but I've always been even embarrassed, even though it was way further in my past, even in the drug, the drug habits that I did. I've always been extremely embarrassed to talk about that. But you've actually had people come on your show and talk about that specifically as well. And that's one thing that I've realized is that, look, what's in the past is in the past. You know, there's nothing to be embarrassed about about what you've done, and your story can ultimately be what helps others. And we talk about drug addictions. We talk about all these different sins, but the one that most people are afraid to talk about, you know, would be the carnal desire that we have to go through as well. It's one of the most right. difficult things to talk about, you know, so I'm grateful that people are opening up and even talking about things, like I said, that, that I've been embarrassed to talk about. But, you know, and, and Tammy says, you know, it's the blood of Jesus that— that gets us through all of this. And Jesus knew that we were going to be going through all of this, you know, which is why he died on that cross to begin with, just to give us this opportunity to repent for what we've done and then move forward. And, you know, some things that we deal with are, are more difficult than others. Um, but let's face it, nothing in this world is easy um, because the devil is working at us all the time, every day, nonstop. And, you know, it's just us to maintain that, that strength of Christ in our hearts in order to get through it. Because let's face it, we're human. 
Nothing we can do is going to be able to get through this by ourselves. It has to be God that pulls us through this. And I, I, you know, one of the things that's really gotten to me since I've started this is um, my old sin. And, and it seems like we're going to be honest tonight, right? Oh, 100%. Um, it just seems like I've been tempted with my old sin more than I've ever been tempted in the last 10 years, just yeah. in the last year. And it strikes me at my weakest point, you know, whether it's you know, when I'm alone or, um, you know, first thing in the morning when I haven't prayed yet. Um, this is this is spiritual warfare and we've got to armor up because Satan's not sleeping, man. Mm -hmm. He doesn't sleep. He's a 24 seven hour, 24 seven, you know, he's, he's coming at you. But yeah, my, the, the, the sins that I just can't seem to get rid of, I've just been bombarded in my head with that sin for the last year. And it's a struggle. We, we all struggle with our sins. Um, I think, I think other, some people have different sins that, that follow them. You know, we all have our, we all have our difference, our difference in, and the ones that I'm struggling with, uh, it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been easy. Yeah, no. And it hasn't. And that's the thing is that, you know, the devil knows that we're going through a lot. So he knows that we're kind of in a way weakened just by our everyday struggles. And he's like, oh boy, he, he'll take that. Like I said, water on a roof will find a pinhole to get into your house. And the devil doesn't even need more than a pinhole. And he does it. He comes after us like crazy. And we are. And that's the thing is that, you know, a lot of those things that, that we did have to deal with back in the day, the devil's trying to literally bring back into our lives just to, to basically test us to see you know, how strong are you guys really, you know, and this is why we just got to literally lean on the Lord because, you know, we've gotten through things once um, we'll be able to get through it forever, especially now that we have the relationship um, with Christ because he's going to pull us out of this. But the devil is 100 percent relentless. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. We're going to see things this year that we've never seen before. Um, and a lot of it, most of it's going to be deception. That's going to be the hard part. We've, Agreed. you know, one thing that I, you know, when I, when I read like the books, you know, um, the sermon on the Mount and, and so forth, and, and you hear all the things, you know, it'll be a point where he was talking to his disciples that there'll be a point where Christians turn their backs on him. And I'm like, why, how, how is that possible? If you've got a relationship with God, how is it possible that in the last moment you're going to flip around and, and walk away from it? And the thing is, though, is it comes down to one thing, deception is that people are going to see things that contradict what they've grown up knowing spiritually and scripturally, and it's not going to line up. And because, you know, uh, the Bible and God are faith-based, and now you're, let's say, we're looking at aliens right in front of our faces, people will be like, okay, well, maybe God's not real. You know what I'm saying? Because of what they're looking at. But that's the great deception, is they may call them aliens, but in my opinion, they're demons. You know what I'm saying? So it it still fits in, but there's going to be a lot of people that it contradicts what they believe their whole life with their faith. And that's going to be what turns them around. But there are going to be other people that come to the light because of that deception. So, I mean, it's interesting times we're going to have, and it's going to be a lot of it this year too. Yeah. I think we're, uh, we're really in for a show this year. Uh, stay in prayer, folks. Stay in prayer. Yeah. Armor up. Like nonstop always 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 and like i said you know i even keep my 
my real armor, you know, ready and shiny and ready to go. Um, I hope I never have to ever, ever use it. Like I've told, you know, I've got armory, I've got everything that I need, but I pray to God that I never have to use it. Cause that's, I, you know, I'm a warrior, but I, I'm, I'm happy in the garden. If that makes sense. Um, I, I, I gotta say one thing with, you know, I I've said that I've, I've really struggled with my sin the last year. Um, one positive thing that's come out of that is I've gotten a lot closer to God. Mm -hmm. Um, my, my relationship with Christ has really grown this year. Um, I go to him more often than I've ever gone to him in my life. Uh, If I had to guess, I'd probably, I would say I spend more than half my day in prayer. And a lot of times it's just silent in my head with conversations with God. Um, but, 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 but it's, it's, it's benefited me, you know, all this, the spiritual attacks on me has really benefited me. It's, it's, I've grown closer to God. And, and so I guess that's, that's one good thing that's happened out of it. <laughs> and, and it's a really important good thing. So <laughs> now it is, you know, it's funny too, cause I'm, I've got, you know, cause well, I'll go through times where I'll just get this like sudden spurt of like anxiety or, or, or stress, you know what I'm saying? It just like kind of comes over me like a wave. And, um, it's weird because my, my default now is like whenever instantaneously, whenever I start getting anxious or, or stressed or anything like that, I involuntarily go, Lord, please help me. Like it's become, yeah, it's not even like I'm consciously saying it anymore. It's because I go to God so much for everything. It's turned into a reflex. It's it's a reflex now. Exactly. (laughs) That's a great thing. (laughs) Exactly. Like I've woken up out of sleep, um, talking to God, like, and it's great though, because like you said, it's it's an absolute reflex now. It is it is my go to, and it should always be our go to. But it's great and, because it becomes easier and easier, you know. The and, closer that, and that's you get. what he really wants. You know, a lot of people when they go through struggles, they they move away from God and they they don't go towards Him. And God wants us to go towards Him when we're when we're going through these struggles. Yeah. And so we're doing it right. Yeah, we're doing it right. No, absolutely. And, and, you know, and I see it too. I see a lot of people. That's one thing I love about, you know, our community is I see a lot of people that are going through their individual things. They're going through the collective things, but no one's faith is straight. You know what I'm saying? And if I'd say like, well, maybe not all, but like 99% of our community, um, just automatically is like, but God's got this. And that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Because we need to keep that um, frame of mind, especially going forward, because let's face it. Um, we don't know when Christ is coming to take us home, but we know that today is closer than it was yesterday. Obviously, that's just a fact. Um, but we're running out of time and we don't know when that time's going to be. So it's important right now um, that we do everything we can to strengthen our faith and not do things that make us question our faith. And and that's a tough one, too, because we, we want to get into the news. We want to see what's going on. We want to get ahead of the events. And, you know, and to the person that we had been discussing, um, with my buddy that passed away that, you know, I could have done more, you know what I'm saying? But that was a lesson to me, which is why I brought it to the show is so it can be a lesson to other people as well. Um, but nonetheless is, uh, this person, or excuse me, one of my other friends, um, who was kind of connected to this one, that I, what guy that I work with the stars came around to Christ, um, not too long ago. And somebody had found my Payne's Angels video and my Kilt the Christian show, and they sent it to him, hoping that he would, you know, rag on me more and, and call me out, you know, and start making fun of me. But mm-hmm. instead, he was like, well, actually, I found God recently and ended up embracing um, the show. Actually, he's been over to your show as well, because um, I sent him over that direction. 
Um, but even him as a new Christian had something wise to say to me, and that's the beauty of it. It don't matter if you're a seasoned, weathered Christian or a brand new Christian, you still have something to bring to the table. And his what he brought to the table was telling me, don't get out in front of God. He's like, if you want the answers, walk with God or walk behind him. You know what I'm saying? But if you're out in front of him, you're seeking answers that he's got. Why don't you just let him catch up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, quit wasting your time trying to find things because God will always bring you the answers on his time. It's not your time. So, you awesome. know, in, in essence, he was just like, just slow down. He's like, don't seek those answers. Let God bring them to you. Focus on the scripture. Focus on the narrow path. Focus on helping other people. And as far as like what you want to know about the existence of the Nephilim and what you want to know about when Jesus is coming back, all that stuff will come to you at the right time. Amen. But, you know, it's one thing, too, though, is that, you know, you get excitable being a Christian. You get, you, get, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I want to know more. I want to, you know what I'm saying? So it, it, sometimes it's hard. But like I said, you know, our time is a whole lot different than God's. God is always on time. We're either late or ahead of time. So we just need to <laughs> find God's pace. So true. So true. But um, so let's get into a little bit of news and then we'll we'll spend the um episode um going over just uh, the testimonies on your show or what you guys have coming up, some of the past testimonies and so forth. Uh you just kind of going over that because like I said, it's just it's exciting to hear everyone's stories and there hasn't been one dud. There's never gonna be a dud. When someone's actually telling their story, you know what I'm saying? It's it's hard not to get into. The timing when your show comes on, I'm always cooking dinner, so I always catch it like after. Um, but like I said, is every guest that you guys have had on has been top notch, um, has been very open, very honest, and anything but boring. Yeah, it's truly been amazing. Um, just like you said, there's never been a dud. And um, there's a reason for that. You know, these 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 aren't really the people's story. These are this is God's story. Yeah. You know? And God's not a dud. <laughs> He's not. Never, never. You know, and then and then you two um together, um you and and Mary, you know, you, you guys work well together. You both have great radio voices, but you're very um loving, kind, and sincere souls. So it certainly helps make your guests feel extremely comfortable when they're coming on to talk about what they're talking about. And a lot of that is, like I said, is God chooses the right people for the right job, and He definitely chose the right two for that one. So you guys, it was a God thing for sure. He put us together. Yeah, exactly. You know, in, in no denying a, that. And DW. Mary, I know you're listening. You're you're top notch. Yeah, There's... she definitely is. Most most definitely. Um, you know, we got uh DW Sprinkler's gonna be starting his show here soon. Um, you awesome. know, we got uh Jay Woo and Jim got their show going, you know, all the other shows that were on prior to that. Um, Kitty to Karen's gonna be starting up a show. I mean, like everyone is just stepping up kind of getting out of their comfort zone and uh doing god's work and that's the great thing is because um i used to be um a little bit more extroverted as a kid <clears throat> as i've gotten older i've become a very very introverted person but god still gives us a platform in order to reach multiple people even when we don't leave our homes uh, one of the things i notice and it and it's really amazed me is the focus of this community really changed um in the beginning of 2023 yeah and i know you changed your format yes um you were doing mostly news yeah it was um all news very little scripture mm -hmm. very little you know it was always god-based but your focus was more on the news yeah and in 2023 you weren't the only one 
um, in 2023, it was like, we just put on a full court press on Satan. Big time. I, yes. well <laughs> I think that's why he's so upset this year. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's why he shuts my shows down in the middle of shows. I start <laughs> either likes to do that, doesn't I either he? rag on Satan or I rag on China. And all of a sudden there goes my show. I'm like, all right, guys, uh, I'm going to be yeah, they're on the same team. They're on the, exactly. They're on the same team. Right <laughs> along with Zelensky and Schumer and Mitch oh, McConnell and Biden and all these other guys. Um, but you're right though, because um, even if you go back and you look at my Payne's Angels videos, they were very like political conspiracy. And then you know if you go back and look at like my last like seven or eight, they're all religious. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'll carry going forward. Is I'll never do a strongly political video without being more heavy on you know religion than the politics. Because even I've realized that although what's going on in the world's important, it's not as important as what lies in that heavenly book. And, exactly. and, and the stories to me, and it's so crazy because I'll read a story and I won't get into it. You know, a book in the Bible won't get into it. I'll go back and I'll read that same thing. And all of a sudden it's like the most exciting thing I've ever read because it's Comes like, alive. yeah, because it came to life yeah. and God's like, now you get to see the details that I brought for you. And every verse yeah. has got like details that line up with details later in the Bible that, I mean, it's just Anyone that claims that that's not the real word of God, it's like, how is it so darn perfect? Because it's literally, um, it's especially the span that it was created over, and everything lines up so nicely. But yeah, that's why I'm saying is it's you know getting into it more and more, and then I, I'm doing more research, and I love the opinions too. I try to stay out of theology of it, but um, some people have got some pretty good digs on it, and that's one thing is uh. Anything that I do my research on, because I mean, I do, I, I will dig outside of scripture into some of the other books like Apocrypha and so forth like that. But anything that starts remotely contradicting Christ, I'm out. Like I will, I will, if I'm right in the middle of a book and it contradicts Christ, I'm like, okay, done. And then I move on to, uh, you know, something that's more God based. But, um, it's the problem now is even our churches are being infiltrated. Um, the deceptions everywhere. I was watching a commercial that was at the, that was done during the Super Bowl where it was a church event and they literally punted a Bible instead of a football. Punted a Bible. And I ended up coming across this video of a Muslim. And the guy was like, All right, I'm straight. And he was like, like Mideast Muslim. And he was like, I'm a Muslim. I don't believe that that's the word of Christ. You know, and he went on to his whole thing, you know, with his beliefs. He goes, But that was so wrong. And I felt so icky watching this whole thing so yeah. even him it, it wasn't even his religion but he's like this is this right here is a kick in every religion's butt in the way that he described it and you know so even him as a muslim was offended by somebody kicking a bible around like a football mm. you know then Maybe the seed that was planted yeah oh yeah and then you, you saw the i don't know if you heard the other commercial where they were washing feet. Foot washing one. Exactly. You know, trying to push that off as that Jesus is just completely tolerant. I'm like, Jesus. I is heard about it on your show last night, and um, I found it on one of the Telegram threads, and it was really hard to watch. It was really hard to watch. It's really saddening. Yeah. Um, the attacks now, they're blatant right in our face. They don't hide it any longer. You know, Moonwolf and I were discussing this yesterday. You know, just how we used to tear, we used to go in the halftime shows of the Super Bowl. We'd have to tear it apart in order to find the hidden right. symbolism. But now it's like, 
all you have to do is flip on the TV and you see the symbolism right in front of your face. Um, the idolatry of this one was worse than I've ever seen it. Bread and circuses. You know, this is what we're same thing they did back in the Roman times. Um, keep everyone distracted, focus on everything, but what they should be focused on. And then, like I said, this one was big time about idolatry, symbolism and so forth. Um, you know, it's just, it's disgusting, you know, um, everything is created on this earth to distract us, to deceive us or something, which is why, you know, God basically just wants us to focus on the wisdom and not the knowledge. Cause that knowledge is what's getting everybody in trouble. All the kids walking around, staring at their phones. And, and now they're going to be wearing those, uh, Apple goggles all over the place. I mean, we're, we're entering the days of Noah, just a modern day version of that. And I don't even know, man, for all I know, that technology could have been crazy back in the day, too. We'd just been lied about a lot of the history. But nonetheless, like, it's different tactic. Well, it's the same mission, different tactics that the devil's taking. For anyone that's interested, you're talking about those goggles. What are they called? They're, I think they're um, Apple goggles. Apple goggles. Okay. Um, for anyone that's interested, if you want to put something over your head and it costs about the same, same amount of money, get yourself a nice pair of night vision goggles. Yeah. Don't waste your money on those Apple things. Yeah. And night vision goggles are going to come way more in handy in the future. Yes, they me. will. Ex especially if you're <laughs> having to fire off at blue helmets. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I will never, I will never get involved in the, the meta world or whatever they call it. I will never be part of that. Either. I'm out on that. Yeah. And you know, I, I enjoy to, this world way too much. I, I, yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd rather walk around and talk to real people. Um, you know, first, before we get into news, though, I want to I thank everybody last night who uh, listened to the show, joined us for the show. Um, that was a topic I've been wanting to cover for a while. Um, but being a Christian show, um, I've kind of pushed it off, figuring out how I was going to do it. And then True Patriot reached out to me about discussing this particularly. And I'm like, okay, it's time to do it. So you guys were very awesome about it. Um, we're going to continue that conversation on Monday as well. I'm going over some other uh, natural remedies and so forth, uh, things that you can take care of as well. So you guys were very awesome about it, and I, I thank you for being mature. Um, one more thing, too. Um, there will not be a show tomorrow. I'm doing a show Saturday and Sunday this week. No show tomorrow. Um, I've got to bring Nathan to go pick up uh, his truck tomorrow over in uh, Morshead, and then I've got um, – uh, interview for a gig tomorrow evening, which will be during my showtime um, for a big job that I've got coming up, which is awesome. That's good things. Won't interfere with the show other than that being tomorrow. That being said, get into a little bit of news. And I'll remind you about that afterwards, too. So um, you heard about the uh, the shooting that took place at Joel Osteen's church over the weekend? I did. So he did he did everything he could to avoid talking about it when he was being interviewed today. Um, I listened to the news when this first came out and they were like, um, you know, uh, male white supremacist, uh, yeah, Trump supporter. Yeah. Like literally it, it, they went, they went down their normal list of, uh, let's blame the other guys. Yeah. And then when it turned, when they found out who it was, cause we live in a world of anons and sleuths. Um, it turned out that it was the exact opposite. Every detail that they gave about the shooter was the opposite. So they were transgender. So it was a, right. it was a girl, not a dude. It was um, a girl that called herself Jeff. Yeah. And then it was, uh, uh, from another country. So they were, um, I think it was Venezuela, Venezuela. Exactly. Okay, so yeah. so uh, they were illegal. They shouldn't have been able to have guns. Yeah. yeah. So literally everything about it. So they're, they're claiming we're the problem. You know, the transgenders, how, how many videos have you seen them? Like, 
are we're always in a state of worry that we're going to be killed on the streets. Like I've never heard any articles about a Christian killing a transgender, but I have seen multiple articles about transgenders killing transgenders or transgenders killing Christians or transgenders killing this person or that person. Ecuador is what Kit Kat says. Um, but yeah, so we're not the problem. They are, and they're losing control of the narrative. Um, it's getting worse and worse and worse, which is why the story has pretty much disappeared from the media. Like they always do, because once they found out that it doesn't fit their narrative, they can no longer blame us for it. And they certainly don't want to blame themselves. So it just disappears into the oblivion of stuff. And one of these days, I hope that I wander into the oblivion of missing stuff. Cause I'd imagine you know, everything that they've come out and said that they were going to do to help us, you know, like Seth Rich's laptop and uh, the Jeffrey Epstein files, all this stuff disappears into oblivion. And I hope that I come across it one day because I'd imagine in that same place with all the missing information and all the lies that they're keeping for the truth they're keeping from us, we're going to find all those socks that we're missing from our washing machine as well. So, yeah, I was just going to say that. Have you ever seen the Ren and Stimpy episode where they go to this another world and there's a pile of socks and it's all yes, the socks? Yes. <laughs> That's where all that stuff's at. It's in that pile of socks. Exactly. Or, or the South Park episode with the uh, sock gnomes. <laughs> or no, it was the underpants <laughs> gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> But that's you're gonna every every truth is hidden in the same place. Everything they said they were gonna do for you, you're gonna find your socks. Everything is gonna be in this one little oblivion. The same place. I don't even remember that movie where uh, Jack Black created the spray that makes poop disappear. Vaporize. Where yeah. does it go? Yeah, where does it go? It's right there with the with the missing socks and all the lies <laughs> that they're hiding from. It's in the same area. Um, so but apparently, and it gets even crazier, is that this transgender shooter voted. In the general election in 2020, as an illegal, an illegal. So, um, I had a buddy of mine that literally went out and because you can pay for this information. I don't know if people realize this or not, but you can, you can purchase um all of the the voting rolls and everything like that, state by state. So he went and ended up uh, purchasing this and ended up finding her name voting in the 2020 general election. Guess who she voted for? Wasn't Trump. I don't have to guess. I yeah. know it wasn't Trump. <laughs> These stories are all the same. Every single one of them. This is, you know, someone who's mentally ill that's on some kind of medication that had a counselor that MK altered them. And here we are. It's the same story every time. It's, yeah. it's getting so easy to see through the stuff. Yes. It, it very much is. creative anymore. <laughs> this is deplorable dog mom says, Hmm, the mystery place must be where all my money is. Maybe mine too. <laughs> if you find it, let me know. Um, you know, we may be able to find Joe Biden's integrity in that same place. We'll, yeah. we'll see when we get there. Maybe it's in his basement or in his garage. That's where it's at with all the classified stuff. Um, so now we got uh, we knew that they were going to be pushing the next pandemic through um, the next fear based thing they're going through. And they're covering from everything. We, we talked last week about a guy that was like literally coughing up blood through his ears, nose, eyes and his mouth on an airplane. Yeah. Um, and the then uh, today. um. Oregon officials talk about Alaska pox. Yeah. The, the, and the Alaska, I'm actually about to talk about that here in a second. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oregon officials have confirmed the first case of bubonic plague in the state since 2015 bubonic plague. And then you've got, um, this one right here that Jeff sent me earlier, which is Alaska pox. So, um, first death reported due to Alaska pox virus in in Alaska. And it's kind of gross looking like, I don't want to see these things popping up on my skin. They look like uh 
It reminded me of uh, the contusions that people with AIDS have. Exactly. That's exactly what it looks like. Exactly what it looks like. So it's probably another immune deficiency disease. Yeah. And yep. And and I guarantee it's going to be related to this, the, the vaccinations. Vaccine induced AIDS. VADES. The VADES. And that's the problem is that, you know, in, in a fair world, people would come out and be like, okay, I want you to know that I got vaccinated, but they try to hide this so much just so that they don't know that that's why these people are dying. So everyone's going to be afraid. Um, when the people that were vaxxed should be the ones who are afraid <clears throat> because their immune system doesn't work like it used to. But so now we've got Marburg, we've got uh, Alaska pox. We've got um, just, I think there's was, been like, was that plain Marburg? Was that the they, guy bleeding out every they, orifice on the plane? Was that Marburg? Rumors that it was. Um, okay. But then I've heard a couple other people here in the chats, you know, gave me a, a couple other, we have a bunch of nurses and doctors, or, you know, in here that okay. pointed out other possibilities, what it could be. But nonetheless, is they're certainly uh, trying to freak everybody out. And I mean, what's more freaky than being on an airplane and watching somebody just spew blood out of all their holes? Like, that's horrible. Yeah, because you can't really just leave, you know? Yeah, you're not going to hop up from that one. Um, and I, I, you've seen that, like the World War Z, where the one there's one zombie on a plane. Well, we know how that ends. The whole plane turns into zombies before they land. And so then it if crashes. I'm on a plane, I might be locking myself in the bathroom. I know, exactly. I, 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 one thing that I got from that movie is to carry some uh, deadly disease that you can cure so you can stay away from the zombies. So now we all know, man. Give yourself yeah, there, uh, That was a good take. That was a good take from that film. Actually, it, actually, it was pretty. It was a pretty cool little twist. It's like give yourself a terminal disease and the zombies will leave you alone. Yeah, one that you can cure. Exactly. Or, cure. or you could be lucky enough to be a Democrat because we all know zombies eat brains. They're good to go. <laughs> we're the ones that have to worry about the zombies especially as the free thinkers um so next uh we got another great example right here of the two-tier justice system so there's a guy named dylan reese brewer 19 years old was arrested and faces felony charges for criminal mischief and hate crime um for driving over an lgbtq mural so he's facing jail time for this um, the, the other kids that have literally harmed people, put people in comas or killed people, which are hundred percent being racist are all let off the hook, um, with a slap on the wrist and no probation. And we're seeing this over and over and over again. Um, saying, I guess basically if you don't like LGBTQ or you are a Trump supporter, you know, what the justice we see is a whole lot different than the justice they see. Um, how many, how many people you've heard that were killed at like these, rallies and stuff that that the antifa and stuff showed up you hear loads of those things and then all then then you hear and all those people get off and you hear about the person that ran over the conservative teenager killed the kid and he ends up getting off um like i said it's it's just an unfair system and we've got a lot of fixing to do i i just a lot of people are so like ready for november to get here for the election and i'm just i'm not excited about it we still have a broken electro, uh, a broken electoral system right here. And then let's say Trump ends up getting in office. How do we know he's not going to be dealing with the same corrupt Congress and Senate that he had to deal with last time and got nothing done? You know, so I'm just I'm not excited about this whatsoever. We got a lot of fixing to do. And uh, I really hope Jesus comes back before t- before November. But I don't have yeah, that answer. Was, you know, I wonder if it's you know, if it's if it's too far gone. I wonder if it's too far gone. I don't know. 
just like you said that we we got a lot of wood to chop we got a lot of fixing to do we you're exactly right we haven't done anything with our voting and and we haven't fixed our voting yeah so how are you going to expect a different result it's called insanity they're literally the definition of insanity insanity. doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result you know it's kind of like the mayorkas thing so for those of you don't know Mayorkas got impeached tonight by our House of Representatives. That's um, good. News. Which it's great. It's good for a little bit, I guess, for morale. Um, but the problem is that we've got a we've got um Republicans put Podesta in a seat. Was that <laughs> what they do? Put Podesta in a seat? Yeah. Like we got rid of one and now we got something worse. See, that's the problem. Everyone's like, let's bring, let's let's go after Mayorkas. And it's like, look. I don't like Mayorkas. I think he's doing a terrible job, but he's doing exactly what this administration is telling him to do. So right. getting rid of Mayorkas, all he's going to be is replaced with another guy that comes in and does exactly what he's told to do. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. And it's like invoking the 25th Amendment is not going to fix our problems either. No, it's, it's probably going to make it worse. It's going to give us a Kamala. <laughs> You know, right. so and I'm I'm like <laughs> I'm adamantly against that right now. Like I I'm ready to, to see Biden go, but like hang him in, let him hang in there until the end of his term. Like, I don't want a Kamala. Um, they yeah. literally came out today and were saying that uh big Mike will not be running for president. Um, some of the Obama advisors came out and said that today. And the reason being is because when they started playing with the possibility online, it was like 95% negative comments. Um, even from Democrats. Um, about Big Mike running. So I think they finally were like, okay, maybe that's not a great option. So, but who surprises me? Yeah. I, I really thought that they'd get behind him. Yeah, I thought they would too. I thought they would too. But, um, came out today that, uh, Obama, um, literally sat down with Biden and instructed him on how to have a calm and casual exit. You know, so they're, they're planning this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's coming up. But like I said, I, yeah, I, I saw, um, I think it was on the, the, well, it was on one of the telegram pages where they, where they just said it was a statement that Kamala made that she's ready to, to step up if that's what needs to be. Yeah. And I said, that's, that's, they're just preparing us. No, exactly what they're doing. They're preparing us. And you know, the old saying is that, you know, it, with, with the boss that you have at work, everybody's like, oh, I'm so glad he's leaving. We're getting a new one. It's like sometimes the boss that you don't know is worse than the boss you do. Meet the new boss, yeah. same as the old boss. Exactly. And that's kind of where we're walking into right now. We've got this whole immigration thing. And fortunately, uh, people are starting to wake up to this as well. So I'm going to play this video. This is this clip is like two minutes long. Um, and he's talking about the digital currency and why the immigrants are coming in here from a different perspective than I'd seen before. A lot of it lines up, but he's actually brought a couple other things too regarding what makes you a citizen, bank accounts, and so forth. And, and it, he, he covers it pretty well. So listen to this. Let's follow the money, Juana. So check this out. They're bringing all these migrants in. And why are they bringing the migrants in? Well, because they don't have anything. They don't have identification. They don't have citizenship. They don't have work permits. And you know what else they don't have? Bank accounts. You know what bank accounts do? Bank accounts make you an active participant in the society that you belong to. So when you bring in the migrants and you give them a bank account, you can give them any kind of bank account you want. Savings, checking, or central digital bank Mm -hmm. currency. 
And this is exactly what they're doing because the Canadians and the Americans have pushed back so much on this central digital banking system that they've given up on those. They're giving up on them. They don't care if the white guys and the, and the people that were here as citizens accept the currency or not because there's migrants that are coming here and they'll be more than happy to accept anything that you give them. Yep. You know why I can say that? It's because they're living on the street right now. They can't house them. They can't do anything with them. They can't even feed them. So when they dangle this central digital bank currency over their head and say, hey, you want a work permit? Here's your bank account. Guess what they're all going to do? They're going to work. And you know what that, what's going to happen with the people that are citizens here? Well, they're going to lose buying power even more yep. because there's going to be migrants that are doing the job for half the amount for central digital bank currency. Time to wake up. If you're not awake yet, follow my channel. He's he brought up a, a lot of good points too. You know, so we've pushed back against the central banking system. This is the beginning of the beast system. The next thing is, you know, credit cards, mark of the beast. It's all the beginning of this system. Um, we push back against it so much that they're bringing people in here. They are going to be desperate. You know what I'm saying? You take everything away from someone and then you offer them a little something back. They're going to take it because they're like, oh my gosh, at least I've got something. So in this case, they give them a little bit of money. They come in here. They got a little housing, a little bit of food, but then eventually they're going to take it away and they're going to get desperate. They're going to offer these opportunities. They're going to jump on it. And you're going to have this large amount that is now um, fulfilling the, the need of the central banking system. And it's going to put us into a spot where we're like, well, I guess we have no choice. And our Christians are going to be like, forget it. I'm not taking this. I'm not going to be part of this system. But a lot of other people will follow because they feel like they've got zero choice going forward. It's a more devious plan than I ever imagined, not to mention the fact that we've got, um, in my opinion, United Nations warriors all over our country right now waiting for their go call. That is uh, really interesting. I, I, I saw a video today and, and I see some, I don't know where they're from, but they had talked about this, that income and also chips, putting chips in people's hands. And I said, you know, that's one of the ways that they'll sell it is they'll offer that guaranteed income. If you get that chip in your hand, they'll offer you, they're going to offer you two grand a month. If you get that chip in your hand. And I asked a coworker of mine, who's a Christian, what do you think about that? And he, you know what his first statement was? That's twice the amount of money I make in a month. See, and that's, that's the scariest and part. That scared me. It's that's scary. That's scary. No, absolutely. Cause I had said, you know, at one point that, you know, what they'll do is they'll be like, and everybody gets, um, an automatic hundred grand in their bank account, you know what I'm saying? To start you off, people will be like, oh, wow. You know, and they're going to jump right into that system. And, you know, at first it's like, oh no, this is just a central bank. And we're all, you know, we're just removing the, the fabric, you know, the tender, um, you know, onto a digital card. And then eventually they're going to be like, well, you know, card theft has gone up like crazy so we have to come up with a different way that's going to be a little bit safer so they're going to do it bit by bit and they started it years ago with children you know you've got like the locator in your phone but what happens when the kidnapper throws the phone away you know what i'm saying so yeah. bit by bit they start off with nostalgia like hey this is going to make your life so convenient um and then eventually they're going to be like well this is going to be for your own protection the same trick they always play 
and a lot of people are going to be jumping onto it. You know, True Patriot says um, boiled frog approach, and it's 100% right. You do it so slowly that people don't see the big picture because it happens so slowly um, that the details aren't noticeable. Yeah, we, we certainly have a lot of work to do as Christians. We we got to bring the truth and open eyes. That's that's just got to be our mission for 2024. Exactly, you know, and and convincing people just to get away from the, the need for material, um, realizing that, you know, money is the beginning of the route to all evil. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's uh, we have to reevaluate what we've been taught is right in our lives. And, and a lot of what we know has been taught by the earth, by Satan's little, you know, knowledge that he's put out here. We just really need to, you know, it's why I always express the importance of wisdom over knowledge is that knowledge is great and all, but if you don't have God's wisdom, you can destroy with knowledge, but you can't destroy with wisdom. You can you can help and heal with wisdom. Wisdom doesn't harm anybody. Knowledge absolutely can, unless you have that wisdom. So, um, it's a big, it's an important thing. Like I said, um, it was even even a uh, even um, Charles Manson said that uh, a maniac with a lot of knowledge is a threat, and he's right. You know what I'm saying? It's that wisdom that keeps you from doing stupid stuff. So even even the crazy people know, <laughs> like like Manson, <laughs> they all know um, exactly. Forbidden knowledge is a great example. Um, the true patriot said that, and that's kind of where I feel too. You know, with uh, we 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 have conversations too, and I know that Douglas talks a lot about like Enoch and stuff like that. And I, I do read, um, you know, getting into reading Enoch and stuff like that. But you know, one thing that's kind of come to me recently is you know we all know Enoch is real. Um, he was yeah. mentioned in scripture. Um, yeah. but the book wasn't in scripture for a reason. So I'm, you know, I'm asking, okay, well, what would that reason be? I mean, because, you know, if, if God had detested Enoch, that would have been a different story, but he didn't, he loved him, even brought him to heaven without dying. You know what I'm saying? So God, you know, favored him in a way. My, I think that book is more history and less, you, you know, that everything in the Bible is breathed by God. Yeah. And I think that and a lot of the apocryphal books are more history than they are breathed yeah. by God. And I think that's why they're not out of the canon. But they're they're very important, though, because they, they even are. the disciples yes. mentioned the book of Enoch. Yeah. So if the disciples were talking about it, there's some importance there. Importance there and yes, it is worth reading. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Jack Tard, um, Enoch was the great-grandfather of Noah, I believe. I think the the grand wait it was Enoch. Methuselah was the son of Enoch, correct? And he was the only one that lived longer than Enoch. I could be wrong there, but anyways, um, you got me. But you're 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 right in there. It's real close on that family tree. You're right. Yeah. So the, the, what what crossed my mind recently is that it's not that the stuff that's in Enoch is wrong, or or illegit or or false history. It's it's very real. But you think about this for a second. Why did God destroy the earth during Noah's time to get rid of the forbidden knowledge? You know what I'm saying? To remove it. What is in the book of Enoch? Forbidden knowledge. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's not like, a, like I said, that it's not real. The thing is, though, is that we're human. You know, are, are, are we um, responsible enough to be able to read forbidden knowledge and not use it? You know, so that was kind of one of my thoughts as to maybe that's why it wasn't canonized or not in scripture is because, like I say, God's trying to remove that, you know, from, you know, and the thing is, is when I was uh, years ago, when I would go to like Indian powwows and stuff like that, even they had the same um, understanding is that 
you have to be a, a they understood that you've got weak people and strong people and someone who was like sternly um adamantly you know foundation within scripture can read some of this stuff without it you know you know persuading their views yes the native americans were similar in that too because they had what they would call like medicine you know animals represented medicine like totem poles you had different animals on them and you know bat was one of their biggies and uh was one of their their most powerful of their their animal medicines but even the even the native americans considered it so taboo because they were like you know a good person can do good things with that kind of medicine but it's hard for anyone to be able to use it without being tainted. So it kind of reminded me of the ring and the Hobbit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like okay. it, the Hobbit was the only thing pure enough that could have carried that ring long enough to get it to where it was going. Well, even the native Americans believed that you, there, that nobody was pure enough to be able to handle that medicine, to use it in a good way. I kind of feel that way about forbidden knowledge in the same sense is that you've got to be very firm in your foundation to go venturing into other books because i mean even me i, I have the same problem as i'll read and it'll start making me question this and that and it's like whoa no <laughs> dangerous i need to back yes. off and get back in the scripture yes and it's still interesting and i still love doing it like i said there's there's certain things that i, I just won't bring up on the show because like the last thing i want to do is confuse anybody and stuff so I dig in on my own. And like I said, if it, it starts making me questioning my foundation, I walk away instantaneously. Um, Enoch hasn't made me do that yet, nor has any of the Apocrypha. Um, but I'm starting to understand, you know, the difference between what is Canaanized. Like you said it perfectly, is that God breathed those words into the scripture. Mm -hmm. You know, so it, it's interesting, like I said, because we've got, um, you know, at this point, we we don't need to be doing anything that starts making us question um, our faith. You know, we're, we're in that time right now to where, cause trust me, there's a whole lot of knowledge and stuff that I would love to know. So God be prepared. I got a lot of questions when I enter heaven, I'm not going to be searching for that stuff here, but I got a lot of questions. I'm going to be asking God, he's going to put me in a dunce hat and stick me in a corner for a while. He's like, oh man, <laughs> I can only handle so much of Joseph. I'm with you. I'm with you. I got questions. <laughs> exactly. Um, Matt and have says, uh, anything that gets between us and God is an idol. You know, I even was uh, watching a video the other day that was trying to say that the Bible was an idol, that people were worshiping the Bible and not Christ. You know, so I'm like, man, they will, they will take, they will take deception any way they can and try to confuse you in any way that I can. And literally over the last like five or six months, I've seen things. I even ran into a group of people that were, I can't remember what they called themselves, but they were like anti-Paul. Like they, they refused to, to accept anything that Paul had in the Bible. I'm like, but that's, Dude, a that's, whole, new that's like the right New there. Testament. Just it's, got like, the Bible. <laughs> it's like mostly Paul, like Luke. And I mean, come on. Um, but now, yeah. Paul, and, and Paul, and I'll tell you what, I, I, Paul, I think is one of the most important ones I'm, to read. Paul's one of my favorite. That guy made a 180 in life like nobody, totally. <laughs> you he, know, <laughs> he's the one you want to listen to. I know he's, he's, uh, he's probably one of my favorite stories and and it really mm. happened on on christmas uh last year to be honest with you, it was last year on christmas not this past one but the one before that um i watch uh the history channel's bible every christmas I'll, I'll sit down and i'll watch it from beginning to end and um i really really focused on um the stories after christ um rose from the from the tomb and 
it had never hit me before, but I, all of a sudden, like as much as I just love the stories of Christ and the teachings of Christ and so forth, there was something that was as powerful of what took place after Christ died because they would continue Christ's mission. And the yeah, story Acts of, is a great book to read. Totally. The story oh, of Paul man. is my favorite. Literally, the guy had to be blinded physically so he could see spiritually. Um, and ended up like it ended up going on the same mission that the apostles and the disciples were built more churches and covered a bigger landmass than all the other disciples and apostles. Like what, how impressive is that? And I love in the beginning when, when, yeah, after he sees Christ and he decides that he's going to follow Christ, the other disciples didn't trust it. You know, they yeah. thought he was, a, he thought he was coming in. He was going to be a mole or something, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause they knew what he was about and, and <laughs> He had a lot of convincing to do. Oh yeah, even Luke, um, who was kind of the first one that was that was there with with Paul, was hesitant. Yeah. He's like, "Wait a minute, man! Aren't you the guy that walked around beating us all up? Right. Hey, I remember you, right?" Um, oh. I mean, he was there when the first disciple was killed. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. And yeah, oh. running around like trying to gather them all up after Christ had left the earth. Um, I mean, like. And it's just, like I said, it's an amazing story because um, every time I, I get upset with our enemies, you know, our Pelosi's, our Biden's, yeah. our, our Schumer's, yeah. I always go back to Paul. And I'm like, God did, God, Nebuchadnezzar and and all, multiple other people, God changed their hearts. He can change I've anyone's. Got, I've got someone in my life like that right now, and I, I have had people say, how come you're not so mad at that guy? How, co how can you not get so upset? You know, how... I can't believe you're so calm about this. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, you know, he's, you have no idea what kind of potential is, you know, you, you just don't know what this guy might be one day. He might be Saul. You, yeah. Saul so, might be Paul. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and yeah. you, you never know. Cause that's one thing about your enemy is that they, him, they know the yeah. enemy's plans. Like they can end up coming over to your side and being one of your greatest adversaries you could ever have just because of where they came from and you know it says pray for your enemies pray for your enemies and it makes sense for that yeah it's becoming yeah. easier too because i used to have to uh i pray for my enemies and then i have to do a prayer that i mean it i'm like god please forgive <laughs> my enemies <laughs> and then like let me believe it <laughs> you know um but now it's getting easier to pray for my enemies because i know in god's time it'll come around and the, the light is being exposed or the darkness is being exposed. The light's being shined upon everything. Um, people are waking up in a mass right now and it couldn't happen because, you know, that's another thing too, is that, you know, God, every governor, every leader, God appoints. And we have to remember that it, they don't get in there by accident. Soros is where he is for a reason. Um, you know, Biden's there for a reason. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes something. It, but but it couldn't. But the awakening couldn't happen if people weren't being forced to the precipice. And Brian, yes. Biden has brought them there. Exactly. Yep. You know. So, yeah. and that's the <laughs> thing is. And I used to say this to people all the time. It's like, you know, the the people are like, I want to be wealthy. I don't want to be poor. And it's like, look, you, you reevaluate the way you think. Okay. Because we are better off right here. Some some of us who are poor, like myself, are better off here than some people are in other countries. Those people that are living in Adobe huts in other countries are better off than we are because they're happy. Their priorities in the right place. They focus on, on creation or the creator and not the creation. 
they have their priorities in line. You know, here, the wealthy may have all the money in the world, but money can't bring you happiness. You can go out and purchase any iPhone, iPad, Lamborghini that you want to, but it's not going to bring you a smile more than the 30 minutes once you come down from the purchase high. It'll wear off real quick. Yeah, it wears off real quick. And I always say that. God's love is forever. Always. And I always explain it to people with, you know, with the iPhone, especially because, you know, the, the new one will come out next year. They'll be standing in a two hour line waiting to go get it. And I'm like, okay, so let me ask you a question. How long were you excited before you purchased that iPhone? Man, I've been excited for the last month. Okay. How long were you excited after you bought that iPhone? It's like, well, once I figured it out in like 30 minutes, it was basically the same thing that I had in my hand before I purchased this one. I'm like, exactly. You get caught up in the rush of that temporary fulfillment and excitement. But once you have that, the excitement's gone. That's the beauty about God is the excitement is always there. And it's more exciting every day. But yeah, the, the we get so caught up in needing this and that. And it's like, and that's the thing is that what do you do? You, you go out and you buy the new iPhone. I always go to the iPhone because they come out so frequently. Um, you spend a thousand dollars on that new phone for like five new things that this phone that has much. that your other one didn't. <laughs> and half the yeah, thing, I, just, I usually just get the free upgrade. I'm good. <laughs> I know. I uh, I keep my phone for like ten years until I can't use them anymore. Matter of fact, uh, Moonwolf is probably in there on his like iPhone five <laughs> or iPhone six, and it's still working. Um, most of the time, but eventually when I get rid of it, I was mine. I had an iPhone six before I had to get my new one because it just stopped working. I had no choice but to purchase a new one, but, um, and I don't even like using it. I don't like, I, I I'll text, I'll call, but I, I'm one of those people that grew up not using the phone or anything like that. I, I'm not a phone guy yeah. either. It's, it's a, it's, it's a really tough tool for me to even want my pocket half the day. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I'm a lot happier when I'm not on it, when I'm not near it and when I'm just enjoying life. No, exactly. And I'll, I'll flip it off. Um, even on the weekends, just to kind of cut off from everything because other than that, I'm going to be in the news and digging nonstop. Oh, so I was wrong. Moonwolf has the six S not the five. <laughs> He's still like uh 15 phones back. <laughs> I don't even, I don't know where they are on the, on the iPhone, but I, I know I like that guy. Yeah. Oh, dude. Moonwalk's awesome, man. He, I love you, Nathan. You're the yeah, bomb. Nate, Nathan is straight up. He, he's a brother from a, I would say brother from another mother. Technically, he's not from my mother, but my mother still claims him as a son. So uh, <laughs> technically, he's like a brother, like 100%. And and we're we're blessed to have him over here. I know my mom My mom absolutely loves him. Um, So so next, so we, we were just discussing the uh, the, the central digital, uh, the, the central banking system they're pushing through. And then I literally came across this a couple minutes later. They're not connected, but they're completely connected. So uh, this is Democrat Barbara Lee calling for a $50 minimum wage. She says um, Democrat Barbara Lee thinks that she can solve inflation and cost of living problems with a simple fix. Just raise the minimum wage to 50 bucks an hour. Boy, that's going to work. You're calling for a $50 an hour federal. <laughs> they, they, Twitter yeah, doesn't even want to play. Seven times the current national minimum wage of seven twenty-five an hour. Can you explain how that would be economically sustainable for small businesses? You have sixty seconds. First, let me say I um, owned and ran a small business for um, eleven years. 
I created hundreds of jobs, benefits, retirement benefits, also healthcare benefits. I know what worker productivity means, and that means that you have to make sure that your employees are taken care of and have a living wage. In the Bay Area, uh, I believe it was the United Way, came out with a report that uh, very recently, $127,000 for a family of four is just barely enough to get by. Well, $50 an hour is not the solution. The solution is lowering the cost of living for everybody. 50 bucks an hour. Ron, when I started working for the, um, the Spurs and the Stars as as their commercial editor, their intro video maker, and the director during games, I was hired at 12 bucks an hour, $12 an hour with a college degree. Okay. You know, so 50 bucks an hour flipping pizzas at Pizza Hut. How many pizzas they got to sell to pay for one person's hourly wage? Unbelievable. Yeah, it, it was blowing my mind when these fast food places were wanting $15 an hour. And I'm, I'm thinking, how are we going to afford to be able to eat this and, stuff anymore? And that's 15. She's talking. And they got 50. it. They yeah, got it. Totally. And, and now it seems like it almost seems like $20 an hour is a new minimum wage um, because inflation is just so incredible. But it, I think a better solution would just be the flat tax. And I've heard that a couple yeah. of people talk about this, you know, just being a 5% tax because the taxes are out of control. Yeah. You know, they're taking 30 to 40% of our wages and then we're taxed on everything we purchased. And then we're taxed on everything we own that we purchased that we're already taxed on with the income that we were taxed on. It, it doesn't end. And, and, and you know what? We're, we're, we're wage slaves. We are. I mean, they, 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 they say there's no slavery. There is slavery. <laughs> Nothing has changed. No, Nothing has changed. It has not. <laughs> so this is just like when the Roman empire was ruling and we we're just all just wage slaves nowadays. Yeah, it True Patriot calls it um triple dipping. Um gosh, Josh, I'm glad you caught that. <laughs> I thought I was hoping somebody would. I'm talking about flipping pizzas instead of burgers, and I'm glad someone caught that. Oh, um horrible. But I mean 50 bucks. So there's gonna be a point where you're walking in and paying fifty dollars for a pizza. And the sad part though is that like when I'm looking for an inexpensive meal to feed three people, you know, going out and purchasing a pizza is one of your like better options right now as far as affordability yeah. goes. Um making a pizza at home if i was to make two pizzas at home it would cost me like 40 bucks you know buying all the product for it it's cheaper to go out and buy the pizza from the pizza place but not at 50 right. bucks an hour um that's ridiculous i've never ever in my life made that much money i've got two college degrees i have never ever made 50 bucks an hour so I'm apparently going to be going and flipping pizzas here soon. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to be hanging with the big boys and, and making the, the big bucks flipping pizzas. Yeah. The, and the thing of it is, is if, if you go ahead and raise a wage to $50, it, it's a, it's a short term fix. Cause within six months, $50 is not going to be enough to survive. You know, just like everybody wanted $15 and they got it. And now it's not enough to survive. You know, all the reports that you see online, um, you know, they, people making two grand a month and their rent $1,600 a month. And, you know, then they've got bills, they've got car payments, they got phone payments, they've got utilities, they've got insurance and you're in the negative before it even begins. 
100%. So if you raise your income to $50, $50 an hour, everyone just thinks that they're going to need more money for their products that they sell because mm -hmm. everybody can now afford it because everybody's getting $50 See, an hour. Exactly. We're going to be in the exact same boat that we're in now. Yeah. And it's a, it's just a, it's a never ending cycle of doom. Yeah. <laughs> so your, your cost of dough goes up, your pepperoni costs go up, your hamburger costs go up. Like everything is going to go up. And here's the thing is what they'll do. And it's the same trick they do all the time. The same thing to do with gas. Um, yeah. back when we were, when I was younger, um, when I first got my license, gas was like 78 cents a gallon. Um, I was so, you know, and I didn't appreciate it back then. I was like, oh man, I got to go fill my car up for five bucks. I better go get five bucks today. Um, you know, we're looking at gas right now. I think it just got up to about three bucks a gallon. It was down to two eighty eight. Um, but we're still thankful that it's not four fifty. You know what I'm saying? So they do that. They'll raise it yeah, up and they'll drop yeah. it down. We're like, we're, we are just satisfied that it's lower. And forget the fact that it used to be a whole lot lower. Um, but it's like that with absolutely everything. Um, is that you, you end up in a hole that you're never, ever going to get out. This isn't going to ever fix the economy. Like I said, if you want to fix the economy, lower the cost of living, lower inflation, lower the cost of everything, keep lower the wages the same. Yeah, lower interest rates. Um, you know, but but it's, this is a devised plan. And, and that's the problem right now is that even our senators and our congressmen that are coming out that are – you know, they're seeming like they're on our side. They're not really on our side because they're like, we got to remove them. They're incompetent. And I'm like, they're not incompetent. They're doing this literally on purpose. This, you, mm. you guys are, are softening this by calling it incompetence. They are no, literally doing the what plan. they're, it's the plan. And you yeah. can't remove that because they're just going to end up being replaced. And, and that's the, you know, so they give us this illusion constantly. They're doing something in our favor, but none of them, none of them are. Otherwise, they would come out and say it like it is. These guys are corrupt, tyrannical people. We got to give them the boot, not because they're incompetent. No. I'm no, saying you're they, right. Yeah. It's not incompetence. It's it's all part of a greater plan. Yeah, exactly. So I got just two more quick things. We'll get into our topic. And you know, one of those is a. Uh, the 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 Super Bowl this weekend. So apparently, uh, um, Kanye West purchased some tickets to the game right in front of Taylor Swift's booth, and Taylor Swift had him kicked out of the Super Bowl because she didn't want his face to be the face that was seen when the camera flipped up. She wanted it to be her face that she saw. So she literally and his face was covered. Yeah, his face was even covered exactly, like which is kind of weird too. Um, I don't little, appreciate the crucifix he had, but you know. It was, uh, yeah, that was the Christian So how did she get him kicked out? What did she do? She just said, I'm Taylor Swift and that's Kanye. Oh yeah, this, this was, get the, him out, this or? was the Taylor bowl. This I was mean, the football game that went on was secondary to the girl sitting up in the, in the bleachers. Her coven. Yeah. With her, with her coven. Exactly. Mm -hmm. This was, the, yeah, this was the Taylor bowl. And apparently she can't have, uh, anybody else notice more than her and you know kanye kanye will be standing up right in front of her looking at the camera um, i always did like that guy yeah there was he he is likable um and i'm hoping that he's legit but like i said we, we live in this world deception it's like i'd hate for him to like be leading people one way just to lead him off of a cliff like a lemming oh uh, he's um he speaks the name of jesus he, he will use the name christ that yes. that's the telltale sign right there Exactly, but see, you know, so did so you did, can speak about God, but we all know that there generic are term. lowercase yeah. gods. Yes, and then there's our God, but he, 
he talks about Jesus Christ. And because of that, uh, I'm going to say I'm on team Kanye. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely support him more than I support the rest of them. I still have some trust in him, but I'm jaded right now. And I'm, I'm so cautious about everybody, Trump, anybody. I'm like, you're right about that. You I'm know. so cautious. Cause like I said, it's like, you know, and I always say it's, it's, it's not the deception the kind of deception it's the great deception and if our feeble little human minds think that we can process what the devil's brain can process <laughs> right think again um yeah you know so if if i was the devil you know that old uh, bit if i was the devil uh, this scary. is this is exactly what i would be doing i would be getting you to hate this guy so much to think he's on your side just for him to be on our side anyways like it's i mean that's how i'd play the game and I'm not an evil person. My brain can think like that. I'm certain that other people's can. So like I said, will I vote for Trump as of right now? A hundred percent. Will I be cautious after that? You better believe it. Cause I'm not about to be walked into a B system in no way, form or another. Um, and then finally, and this was pretty weird. Interesting too. This happened right before the show. Um, a vehicle has driven through an emergency room at a medical center in Austin, Texas, and like literally drove through the front door and started doing donuts inside of the hospital. And uh, I think there's four people that are dead and a lot of injuries or something like that. So, wow. And I, I hadn't heard that one. Yeah, it just happened. And uh, it happened so close to the show that I still can't even tell you who was in the car. Uh, but I'm just going to make a white supremacist. I'm going to make a guess. It's a MAGA supporting white supremacist. It turns out to be a transgender <laughs> illegal from South America. Just, yeah. just a guess. <laughs> See, it's uh, there's, there's so easy to read between the lines now, isn't it? it it's, it's almost too sad. They're not even creative anymore. They're not. The, the, here's the thing though. And it's the big question of the day. Is this happening because there's white hats that are forcing them to do this, to wake the people up? Is this happening because they're running against some kind of a time scale and their their moves are becoming extremely desperate? Or is this happening because they're like, what are you guys going to do about it? Yeah. It's, it could be uh, any number of those things. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really hard to know the truth these days, isn't it? Yeah, it, it really is. And that's why, you know, um, you know, the importance of keeping your eyes focused on Christ, um, putting your trust in Christ. Um and not putting it in any human, you know, like I said, it, I, I'm not saying just to distrust everybody, but, uh, I'd only put all my trust in the God. My eggs all go into the heavenly basket. I will never put my eggs in any human's basket down here on this earth. And like I said, same with Trump. Will I vote for him? 100%. Um, will I be cautious? You better believe it. Hey, let me ask you, I know, I know this is off a little bit of topic, but, um, who's, who do you like for VP? It's a right. It's a tough one. Honestly, my top favorite would be Ben Carlson. Are you kidding me? I love him. Now he he's my favorite because he talks about Christ. He's yeah. He's like if if, if he is like the most Jesus like person that I've seen yeah. because he's so calm. Like I literally, he, he acts a lot like I would expect Christ to have been like back in the day. Just very gentle, loving, kind focused intelligent like i loved him in the 2016 primaries and you know it's, it's really hard with trump on stage <laughs> you know to you you can't overshadow trump you just no, can't there's no, no bigger than life yeah 
but I really loved Ben Carson in 16 and I was really disappointed when they put him in, uh, in charge of urban development. I mean, he's way more talented. Yeah, I, I, I agree. He, I think he should have been doing a lot more than urban development. I agree. And I would love to see him. I'm coming over to Mary's house because she said that she's putting her eggs in pancakes and there's no better place to put eggs in my opinion than pancakes. Well, except for the heavenly, the heavenly basket. Um, the Carson, I like, um, I, I, I'd go with Noam. Um, I like Noam, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. like on paper and on microphone. I like everything that Vivek Ramswamy has to say, except for the fact yeah. that I don't trust him because of his globalist ties. Um, you know, but other than that, like if I didn't have that question, I would even, you know, consider that as a possibility. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I wish that I could be like, but ultimately I trust Trump's pick, but he picked, uh, <laughs> he picked some pretty bad picks that last go too. So, um, I don't know, I guess we'll see. And I really do hope it's been. I also like, uh, Kennedy RFK jr. He's, I have a feeling that he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Really? Yeah. Because the one thing I, I agree with them on some of the conspiracy that he comes out and talks, but I agree with him on mm -hmm. the way he feels about vaccinations, but you know, I'm going to go right back to what Mary says actually about Ben Carson, um, is not solid on the abortion. And I know that, that RFK is very, very liberal in many of those ways. And abortion is one yes. of my big ones. Um, yeah. you know, so it, it's, I don't know. Like I, it, it really no, comes I'm, down to this is in a normal world. If I had seen Kennedy, I'd be like, yes, I like him, but we live in a world right now where, I just have so much distrust for politicians in general that I just automatically assume they're bad until they prove otherwise. Yeah. I mean, he is, uh, he's someone that I've been following for, for quite a long time because of his anti-vax stance, yeah. even before this last vaccination that has killed 20 million people. You know, he was, uh, you know, 15 years ago talking about, you know, kids with autism. And, you know, because of the vaccinations, so he's, he's always interested me, but I, I feel comfortable with him because the deep state killed his dad and his uncle. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that he can align with them because of that. I hope I'd, I'd hope so. And That's where my heart's at with him. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, cause, cause it has crossed mine too. I think he has more integrity. Yeah, but he's also knowing that he has no way of winning president. Um, yeah. He's running anyways. And and it could go either way. Like a lot of people are like, well, this is ultimately going to pull votes away from Biden, which it may, may very well. Um, But it could right. go the other way and pull votes away from Trump as well. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Ross Perot did that, if you remember. Yeah. And see, I actually really like Ross Perot as well. Um, I loved Ross Yeah. I, I liked him. Back young to vote, but I liked him. <laughs> my, my favorite ever is Ron Paul. I, I just, I just love Ron Paul. I yes. love, yeah. My, my, yes. cause he had the best campaign poster ever, which was him standing over the constitution with the defibrillator. I mean, like <laughs> literally in one, and that was before memes, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, like the ultimate meme if, as far as running for president, like I'm going to resuscitate our country. Uh, and, and my last pick on VP was be uh, my final, my other last finalist would be Carrie Lake. I, I do like her. I, I like Carrie Lake, but I, I kind of want to run over here and, and say what Mary said. Uh, 
it'd be at least very amusing if Roseanne Barr was the VP. I you would I would <laughs> I would never miss a conference that she spoke at because between her and Trump, I'd let her be the press secretary. Oh no, she would be the great. She would be an <laughs> awesome press secretary. <laughs> be like, take it away. Like when when Scott yeah. Scott and I were talking about it, it's like. Scott was like, if I ever become president, I'll get you to be my uh, my press secretary. And I'm like, awesome, because I will begin everyone with prayer and I will end everyone with prayer. They won't know what to do. I watch like literally people out in the press pool catch on fire because they don't know what to, <laughs> they don't know how to handle it. Um, but a lot of other people bring up too. One thing about RFK is that he's anti two amendment, and right now we're starting to realize how important our pews are. Yeah. 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 It's a yeah. pretty important thing right now is to not hand over those guns. So sure um, is. I remember when um, I think this was, and you, you you'll have to check me, but I think this was like a 95, 96, 97 when when Australia, when they took Australia's guns away, and I knew what was going to happen. Yep. I mean, I just the writing was on the wall. It, it and it took a little while to happen, but it happened. Yes. And, you know, my, my sons, I was talking to my sons today and my son, my son was like, dad, I just don't like history. And I was like, you have not, history is very important. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why I love the Bible so much. It's a piece of history, but we have to know our history because we have to learn from it. That's one thing we're very good at as humans, humans is making mistakes. Yeah. And, and one thing that we're really bad at is learning from our mistakes. hundred percent agreed. But if we learn our history, uh, we're going to be a lot better. Off. Yeah. Therefore, we don't repeat our history. And you know, you're right. It's it's an important thing, and that's the problem. Is that you know, I used to question all the time, just like how how do they change history? How do they literally dupe generations? And now we're watching it happen right in front of our faces. Removing yeah. books, removing statues. Yeah. Two yeah. generations from now, now I'm like, no wonder the kids don't know what the Holocaust was. You know that that you remove history, you remove the landmarks of that. Because look. It don't matter if it's a Confederate statue or not. It's still history. History doesn't have to be good to learn a lesson from it. You learn better lessons from failure, from mistakes, than you do from success. So those statues that may be of a General Lee or somebody that people don't like, it's still a lesson to learn from. And, the, and you remove that. What are you also removing? The history, you know, of what took place. And, and now we're literally, literally living in a day where – you can no longer be um you, you we're we're living in a day right now where you know it's a struggle to be a christian publicly we're being demeaned and downed and persecuted like crazy just like that muslim said earlier it's an attack on religion in general the kids are being indoctrinated um we're literally having to fight deception every way that we possibly can like i don't know if i was to have a child right now i'd have him on a leash and i would never ever ever let him out of my sight ever yeah that's uh that's what i'm doing as a matter of fact both my kids are sleeping right now and they both have leashes on <laughs> good exactly <laughs> uh no but you're kidding aside you're very right um you got to keep those kids close and you have to constantly have conversations with them and unfortunately i've had to have some conversations that my kids were might have been too young to hear um but I, I I didn't feel like I was being a dad unless I, I you just got to tell them these things, you know, uh, they're a lot smarter than we give them credit for. They are. And, and they're if better. If you just talk to them like humans and not little babies. Yes. 
Um, they really do understand. They're, they're better hearing things from you before they hear it from other people too. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because like, you know, at six years old, the last thing you want to do is talk to your kid about sexuality or, or, you know, being a male or female or the things that come later on in life. But if you don't mention it, they're going to go to school and they're going to end up hearing it from one of these teachers that are indoctrinating them. And then they're not going to have any clue, but what the teacher told them because they heard it from them first. And it's like, cause remember back in our day, you know, we were like 14, 15 years old before our parents finally sat down to have the talk, you know, the birds and the bees talk. Um, yeah, I never even got that talk. No, I, my, my dad's version, I'm not joking, was sit down, son. Let's have a talk about the birds and the bees. He goes, drink your, your scotch without ice. Put your Guinness on top of the refrigerator. You'll learn everything else along the way. That was like, that was my talk. Yeah, Drink your Guinness talk. and your scotch warm and you'll figure everything else out. I mean, fortunately, I, I figured everything else out on my own before I grew up in a time where the teachers were trying to indoctrinate us. But uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the best parenting guide out there, if there's, if there, for those of you that are listening, if you're looking for a really good book, a uh, parental guide, it's called the Bible. Yeah. Probably the best, not probably the best, the longest, mm -hmm. best written book ever. Hasn't lost any of its power. If anything else has gained a little bit of a uh, power since over, over the decades, you know what I'm saying? Because that book is keeping us all in line. Um, I was watching the guy Cliff, the guy that goes out amongst the people and talks about God and allows them to ask their atheist questions. And then he'll come back with like the scriptural thing. And uh, the girl was, you know, basically saying, you know, why do, why do you believe in God so much? He goes, you know, because it keeps us in line, you know, at the very least, you know, God um, is the answer to what's moral and what's immoral. And she goes, well, no more morality and morality exists without God. He goes, how? Who's holding anybody accountable as to what's right and what's wrong? He said that uh, basically the guys, the terrorists that went and destroyed the building during 9-11, they thought in their hearts what they were doing was right. But we know in our hearts that what they were doing was wrong. And he goes, yeah. the, we know right and wrong because of God. And he goes, so basically without God, you're living an absolutely meaningless life. Are you okay with that? And she was like, God gives us our moral compasses. We can't, you know what I'm saying? We may decide what we want to do with their life. Um, but without morality and God, we've got nothing to base it on. So robbing a bank or saving money to put into a bank aren't any different without God. So the guy is brilliant at, um, cause I wouldn't be, I'd be able to sit down and talk to some Christians, but I don't know if I'm scripturally sound enough to sit down with a group of atheists and convince them, you know, why scripture is the way that it is. This guy right here is so on it. It is amazing how quick he thinks, how well he knows scriptures and even better is watching the faces of these atheists and Muslims and stuff that are asking him the questions. Either they walk away because they can't argue back or yeah. they're like, Whoa, I never looked at it that way. You could see like the Eureka moment, like in their eyes, you know, it's like, Oh man, I think we just got a new Christian. You know, it's, it's cool <laughs> to, to be able to know it. Like he does. Like I would trust a uh, Jeff would be one that I would walk in the crowds like that with, because he knows scripture enough to be able to, to hold his own with the atheists that are trying to disprove him. Yeah. Mr. Pocket Bible. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody's pocket. <laughs> He's everybody's pocket Bible. We love, we love Jeff. Um, 
So, I mean, the time really got away from us really quick. We got like five minutes left. Um, <laughs> but it was great though, because we actually incorporated God into absolutely every single thing we talked about tonight, which is really what, important it's, what it's all about, you know? So it was a great conversation. Um, uh, before we go on the prayer, actually, would you, would you mind, uh, pr praying us out tonight? Absolutely. Awesome. And, uh, before we go to that, um, yeah, Mary says you did a really great job and Mary, I agree with them hundred percent. And I also agree that you are going to be doing a great job when you decide you want to come back on Kilted Christian anytime you want to. Um, but you guys are once again, are doing a phenomenal job. Um, you know, your show is, is every Friday. If you want to tell everybody, I think most people know your show and listen to your show, but if you just want to tell everybody when it is, um, what time it is, and then when you're, who your next guest is going to be this Friday, um, go ahead and, and plug it. Sure. We are 7 p.m. Eastern time live on Podbean. Well, you can find us anywhere that there's uh, podcasts. But if you wanted to catch us live for the chat, 7 p.m. Eastern time on Podbean. Next week, this is this is what Mary does. I don't know who's next. <laughs> I bet she'll put it in there. This Friday, this Friday, we actually don't have a guest. Oh, okay. So if anyone who's listening wants to come on this Friday <laughs> and give their testimony, uh, please email us at this is an official godcast at gmail.com. Or if you know Mary in the community, Lightworks Mary, Mary Cameron, uh, just reach out to her and we'll set it up. And we'd love to have you come on Friday and give your testimony. And the week after that, I believe we have Footloose, David Gribble yeah, coming they, on. Yes, cool. Yeah, I know he was uh, he was ill last time we were supposed to come on so i'm glad that he's feeling a little bit better yes and then we also have after that a gentleman by the name of pete peter yeah who is um who who you will i don't know where's he at? he's in um jim's book of heaven yeah he's, he's always in jim's book of heaven and jay was book of heaven yeah and then she and says March eighth coming on soon. I think after that. Yeah, she said March eighth is Dennis. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. But you guys, see, see Mary knows exactly. She yeah, it's like it's like me. I, mm -hmm. I I'm. I, I, it takes a it takes a woman to be able to keep us uh, organized and in line. Um, I fall apart without it. <laughs> so I completely understand how amazing is I used it to is. To, so much about that, and I used to have to write it all down. And then after a couple of weeks of doing. The Godcast. I realize that none of this stuff's in my control. God's got it, and I, I'm, I don't stress about it. It's He's got it. We'll have a guest this Friday. I'm sure we're gonna have a great testimony as always. It's just the way it works out. No, nah, Amen. It, it always does work out, and that's one thing that I've come to realize too is I'm. I'll even have a show ready to go. Like this is what my plans are for tonight, and God's like. Nope, you'll be doing that one next week. This is what you're going to be doing tonight. You know what I'm saying? So there's been days literally um, that I have gone through and changed the title of the show like 20 minutes before a show. Um, that's how God works. You know what I'm saying? He'll, he'll throw something into your life or or he'll make you too excited not to be able to talk about it at that moment. I've got a bunch of shows lined up, ready to go um, in the coming weeks of different uh, – to some of the – I don't want to say smaller stories because every story that's in Scripture is big. Every, every story or person that's talked about in scripture is, is huge. Um, but there's some that just don't stand out, you know, to me, like, you know, Noah's Ark kind of stands out birth of Christ kind of stands out revelation stands out. You know, there's certain, um, there's certain books and, uh, verses and stuff that stand out a little bit more than others. One that I'm going to be getting into next week 
is a of the people that Christ healed, okay? Not brought back to life, healed. I'm not, you know, cause Lazarus, Lazarus is the one that he brought back to life, but Lazarus has a name. But I'm talking about the people that Christ healed. You don't have their names. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, yeah. I'm going to kind of go over the importance of the fact is of the people that Christ healed, the importance of them not revealing their names. Um, because it it gives even more power by not having a name because it puts the individuals into the same thing, just kind of like the uh, woman at the the woman at the well, you know. So I found it kind of interesting because I never something I didn't caught caught on to until I was reading something. I was like, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to go and I'm going to dig at some of the other people that Christ has either removed demons from, healed, or whatever. And it's like you never know their names. So it's kind of neat how um, the Bible itself, what names were decided by God to put in there for a particular reason. And then the other ones that were just meant to be the story, that's names weren't important. I kind of love that. Like I said, there's so many little nuggets of detail inside scripture that I never caught before that just, I find to be interesting. That, that'll be great. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So, um, if you want to, um, go ahead and pray us out, it's a uh, 10 30. So, um, I, I would just love to hear your prayers. You, you are, are a very good prayer. So thank you. Yes, if everyone will join me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for such a beautiful night. I always thank you for the day and I always thank you for the Godcast. And here we are on Kilted Christian. Lord, thank you for the Kilted Christian. Uh, thank you for his crew, the others that are involved and with him. What an incredible, incredible group that we have here. Thank you for Duncan. You've given us a rock in this community, a cornerstone from which we have all built this community around. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for everyone that's been in this community. I, I, I came to this looking for to help others. And it's amazing that everything that was done has, has really helped me. And I almost feel selfish when I say that, Lord, but Truly, I thank you for everything, Lord. Uh, I ask for, there's so much um, sickness, so much problems that are going through this community. Everything, everybody's kind of going through their own battles, Lord. And I just ask that you you be with us and strengthen each of, each of us, renew us, and bring us back to where we're all full speed and uh, Get us running on all cylinders, Lord. We, we've got a big year ahead of us, and, and we know you're behind us. And we thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for this night. I hope that for those that are listening, that, that if, they just, if they don't know you and they don't know your love, I hope that everything that Duncan and I have said tonight just just shows that love, the love that you have through us. I hope that's projected through here tonight. I thank you for the blood of Christ, for him dying on the cross for us. I, I thank you for bringing that importance, the importance of that to this community this year. And Lord, that I, I ask that you continue what we have going here until the day that your son comes and we'll be looking forward to that and in, this, in jesus christ's name amen
Amen. And thank you, Lord, for getting us through this show without the show being shut off. We got all the way to the prayers as well. And if you, I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, did you hear me when we started praying? Oh, my dog just left. I literally was like, here, here she is right here. I heard that. She, oh, yeah. There every, she every single time she I knows when it's she, time. I hear the, I say the word prayer. She walks right up and she either puts and her paws something. in my lap or something. It's pretty cool. But she, but both of my dogs get excited about this right now. So every <laughs> night, um, Nathan and my mom and I pray before my mom goes to bed and there's a circle. We all hold hands and we got both of the dogs right there in between us whenever we pray. Yeah, so it's it's that's, that's it's, horrible. It's pretty awesome. Well trained dogs. Yeah, well -trained. So they they know they can feel the presence of the Lord in the room. There's no question about it, which is pretty pretty awesome. One of these days, I'm going to set my camera up so that I can film it and I'll show all of you guys this. But it's it's pretty awesome. But <laughs> brother, I want to thank you again um, for coming on tonight. It was a great great conversation. I love talking to you. You're you're an amazing person, a great soul. Um, the service you're doing for Christ, um, you and Mary are doing a great job with that show. I mean, it's, it's, it's so powerful. Every episode has been so powerful. Um, and it's not, you know, it's you guys as well, you know, and you guys are the same as me and Jeff, all glory goes to God. hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, you know, but also the, uh, the guests that have come on your show as well, you know what I'm saying? The God giving them the, the bravery to step up and talk about things that they may not have been comfortable talking about in the past. Um, but here's the the beauty of it. It's, you know, it's the same thing I always say with politics. You know, I would trust the politician that would get up to the microphone and be like, all right, guys, I used to be a drug addict. I used to be addicted to porn and literally lay his sins out in front of you because nobody can use this stuff against you. And that's the importance of, of testimony. Repentance is it's the same exact yeah. thing. You are verbalizing it. You are opening it to the air. How can the devil use something against you that you are willing to talk about yourself? Yeah, words are power. Yes, they are. But brother, I want to thank you again. Um, keep it up, man. Uh, I, I hope that you guys are doing this um, until the Lord calls you home. Well, Duncan, you keep it up, man. I, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try not to lick your face too hard here, but <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, man, you, you've, you're the rock, man. You're the rock, brother. You and Jeff both. And thank you so much for everything that you've done. Um, when I first started this, you're one of the first people to reach out to me and you've been so helpful and you've been so kind and you've been so loving. And I don't know many better people than you, Duncan. Man, I, I, I love you, brother. I love, I love you Jeff. too, man. You guys are, you means, guys are top notch. That, that means a lot to me. Cause you know, one thing that we, that we say frequently is, um, we, we see, other people's accomplishments we see our failures you know yeah. but we don't see other people's failures because we live within ourselves we live within our own mind so we see everything that we're not doing right we see how we're letting god down other people don't see that you know so while we work in our own struggles between god you know it, it's awesome though that when people look at you they see where you want to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because we're, we're actively trying to help other people to become more humble, to, uh, help other people out on their journey. Cause that's one thing is that, you know, being what we do, it's not a competition. You know what I'm saying? We're all on our own little missions, but it's the same big mission. It's not a matter of outdoing or getting the viewerships. It's a matter of serving God and doing God's work and, you know, sitting back, humbling ourselves and then doing everything that you can to help another along because, this isn't about you. This isn't about me. This is about um, the salvation, 
that other people need more than they ever have right now. So encouraging others along that same path is it's completing your mission right along at the same time. You know, so, about himself. Well, I appreciate it, brother. And like I said, I, I'm just grateful for all that you're doing. You're a remarkable person, a great example of a Christian. Mary as well. Um, you both, uh, like I said, God. I, I say this, God puts his aces in their places. That's exactly how God works, man. He's like, I'm. I, he knows exactly who to put where. And uh, he did a remarkable job by getting you guys to do what you're doing. Like I said, as, as you stepped up and you, and you fulfilled it. You, you kept on your mission. Because this is a hard thing to do is to stay on track. You know what I'm saying? Because life gets in your way, life gets super busy, but this is something that takes dedication without, a, without question. So thank you, Tonka. But uh, I love you, brother. Uh, Mary, I love you too. I'm very grateful for you guys. And thanks again, guys, make sure that you go check them out on Friday nights. Um, and then all of you out here in the chat, thank you for everything that you do. You guys are an absolutely amazing family. Um, this is, we're all in this together. This is all a mission together. Um, and nobody can fulfill their mission without the other person assisting right now is a time to unify and not divide. And you guys are doing remarkable at that. Keep on praying. You guys, the prayers that you pray have been answered over and over been got by God. I see so many examples of this and it's just, it just shows yeah. you the power of not just prayer individually, but even prayer together as mama Griff says, Jesus army. But, uh, <laughs> Thanks again, Ron. Um, thank you all out here. I love y'all very, very much. Thank you for all that you do. Um, once again, just a quick reminder, no show tomorrow evening. We'll we be back on Saturday and Sunday doing shows this weekend to make up for it. Um, like I said, I've got a meeting that I've got to do tomorrow evening, and then I've got to bring uh, Nathan to go pick up his truck over in Morrishead. So it's a little bit of a drive. But we will be back on Thursday without question with MSM Liars John at Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Jeff will be with us on Saturday and Sunday. So, guys, have an absolutely beautiful evening. Thank you for listening to Kilted Christian episode 543 with Ron Johnston. We'll take a break tomorrow. I'll be back on Thursday with MSM Liars. In the meantime, have a beautiful evening. And I leave you with this. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rocket's That our flag was together. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave
Have an absolutely beautiful rest of your evening and spoiler alert coming in. Jesus wins. So stress not, fear not, let go of all of your anxieties. Pray, pray, pray. Stay in prayer. Pray more than you've ever prayed before. Spread that gospel from nation to nation. Never forget to repent. Keep that armor nice and tight because the devil's going to be working against us every day. But Christ is going to be giving us everything that we need to get to these times, including one another. Guys, have an absolutely beautiful evening. I love you all very much. We will see you on Thursday evening. And God bless.